Hello and welcome back to your lunch break with Kyle. Um, today I have my friend Allie Royale. Hello. 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 She waved to everyone, just FYI, to no one. Anyway, um, today's topic is old school dating, the me because I'm old, and then new school dating, Allie because you're young. Because <laughs> you're 21? Yes. Okay. Turning 22? In August. In August. So not even close. Okay, so we got quite a ways to... Eight months. Semi-close. Semi-close. Anyway, and this idea um, kind of propped up because you've had some funny experiences recently. Funny? Hysterical, actually. <laughs> funny, hysterical, sad. However you want to define it. <laughs> and I don't have any of these experiences because myself growing up, you know, I had to call their home phone. Call the home phone, you either get a parent or a sibling, and those are always awkward. The sibling always passed it on, but the parent always wanted to talk to you, which was awkward also. But, yeah. Also with the old school dating, like you had to meet someone either at your school or at, you know, like, youth activity or through, like, sports or something, and they went to a different school. You got their number, and then you literally didn't see them until you went on that date or talked to them. See, that's so weird to me. Well, because nowadays, like, like, first, the first thing you said, you don't always, we talked a little bit beforehand as well, you don't always get their number right away, right? What's usually the first thing you you get from someone? Typically, it will be like a social media platform. It's like Instagram, Snapchat, or heck, I've even had someone ask me for my Twitter when I had Twitter way back when. Oh, okay. So they'd be like, hey, you know, what is your, what, what is your, your Instagram account? And then they follow you? Yeah. Like, and they message you on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Or, like, they just want to make sure you're not a catfish. And so <laughs> they'll, like, follow you, stalk you a little bit. And that's, like, another telltale sign, too, if they're interested. But you're meeting them in they'll person, right? they like their pictures. I mean, it depends. I've had experiences where, yeah, I've met them. Or, like, no, I haven't. It's been an online thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, because when I was dating... RF now, Holly. Shouts out, Holly. Um, I know Tinder was rolling out or was kind of a thing, but I did not. I totally missed that whole thing. See, I miss. I don't mess with the like dating apps because it freaks right. me out. <laughs> but because there's Tinder. Yeah. Bumble. Bumble. Mutual. Mutual, which is a very Mormon one to do. Uh, but like not. Oh, not. There's so many things that happen on that app. Oh, okay. So people just. It's people use it to a use it. A lot of Nickmos. Non committal make <laughs> Which is a very Utah thing to say, by the way. Is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I did not know that was a thing because. Anyway. Um, okay. So. I mean, I don't want to sound like a dad here, <laughs> but I am a father. And so I do think that it's wrong. <laughs> How most time it's it's happening nowadays. I feel like I feel like back in the day when I when I went on a date with someone, it was planned out. It was like a you know a week two weeks later, I would maybe bring you know, like a group date or even just you know by myself, and it'd be a series of events, and I take them home, and then there we go. And then I would either I'd have to call them up again if I wanted a second date or not. But nowadays, you take a, you get someone's phone number or their Snapchat or Instagram or. I hopefully not Twitter. That seems kind of weird. And you just talk and talk and talk. When you guys finally hang out, it's not a date. It's no, a hangout. It's, yeah, it's exactly that, a hangout. And you've already talked so much, it's like a, almost like a third date on the first time. Pretty much, yeah. Which seems unnatural. It's terrible. And see, I was raised with old school dating because my dad is 73 years of age. Ancient, yes. And so it's like, I know that lifestyle, but... I also am, like, in the world at this time, and so I I go with the flow. Because now it's weird to call someone. Like, if like just the other day, my friend was telling me that she started talking to this guy, mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah, he called me. And at first, I was like, why is that such a big deal? But then I realized, why did he call you? That's weird. What does he want? You guys haven't even, like, gotten to that step yet. And so that's, it's very oh interesting. Gosh. Yeah, that's that's very bizarre to me, personally. But also, you're old, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. I'm also very ancient. <laughs> uh, 
Is high school dating now, is it similar or different from post-high school dating, in your opinion? I honestly feel like my experience has been the exact same all around the board, which is terrible. Because I was excited to not have to do any more high school dating. Yes, I do feel like that has transcended. Because my high school dating was completely different from post-high school dating. In the sense of, I almost saw them less because post-high school dating, people had school, jobs, other stuff. And so if, you know, if they were busy for like a month, I didn't see them for like a month kind of yeah. thing. But also, that, I, I mean, full disclosure, I didn't get a cell phone until I was a senior in, in high school. So there was texting at that time. So that kind of did kind of fill in the gaps. Um. But during high school, for me, probably not anyone anymore, like, I literally just didn't see them. Yeah. I feel like now that's how it is because high schoolers are so busy. Like, they act like they are 55-year-old adults who are raising a 10-kid family. Like, they always have something going on. And I'm saying that because that was me. Like, Mm -hmm. I was doing three different sports, and then I, like... I had my job during high school and everything. Which job did you have during high school? What job? Yeah. Coldstone. Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) The worst. Also, never date coworkers. Learn that the hard way. It just doesn't ever work. No, it doesn't. Especially in a close proximity like Coldstone. When there's like two rooms to escape to. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, so I don't know. I feel like overall dating just sucks now. And Mm -hmm. the thing I've found, especially because people are so busy and they're all about themselves and their busy schedule, is there's like a really big lack of commitment. Like no one wants to have a relationship and they'll make excuses and so they'll lean back on their busy schedule. Mm. And that's been like the whole thing across the board. Post, pre, during high school dating. (laughs) I did hear a theory, and this could be completely wrong, this was just someone's idea, that because of social media and all the dating apps and just how we're more connected than we've ever, ever been before, that when someone goes on a date with, you know, you know, person A, they, nowadays, they see a lot more choices than they've ever had before. When before you saw person A and only if you physically knew them, right, physically saw that person, that you didn't have any, any other choices. That's not saying that's necessarily bad. I mean, in a sense, that's good because there's more people out there, more fish in the sea type of thing. But I feel like sometimes, especially men, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for a woman. Um, I think some men, they would go on a date with someone and they could be a, a really good fit. They could go well. But because there's, they see more choices, they think they have more choices. And sometimes they also maybe think they should have a better choice than what they actually should have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they'll overshoot their actual like, you know, they're not good at self-evaluation. Because <laughs> there's someone for everyone kind of a thing. Yeah. And so, but if someone like just sees like, oh, like, you know, person A, yeah, we get along, it goes well. Person B is like so many more things and I should probably go for them. But person B may not even like you. Person A does. Yeah. You know? No, I like... I totally agree with that because I know like I'll talk to someone and like we'll be going out on dates or things will be going well right but then I'll be on TikTok and I see this guy who lives in like the middle of Iowa and I'm like oh could I maybe go after him and like (laughs) message him and I feel like it's because of exactly that it's like oh there's more options though like I'm not limited to just this one person because you're not just focused on them but what's funny too is that you actually are still, you still have limited options. It's true. I think it's just the illusion that you have more options. Because this person, like, for example, Iowa man, you're not going to move to Iowa. No, but I'm crazy <laughs> enough that I would, like, consider going out there. See, I think a lot of people would say that and maybe even think that and maybe do it once or twice. But in reality, like, that's a huge life upheaval. That's true. Type of thing. It doesn't happen very often. And if it does, I mean... You know, you don't know this, you know, person at all, really. And so I feel like there's just an, also an illusion that there is more options when there actually is not. You just see them and think that these are viable options, but they're still not. 
viable. I get that. And it's weird because I was talking to my dad about something similar to this. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea of just... Because he says, you're not really in a place where you can meet a ton of people right now. And in my head, I was thinking, that makes no sense. Like, I'm talking to a lot of different people. And I'm, like, interacting with tons of friends. And things are great. But what he's saying is, like, your options are limited because you go to an all-girl college. <laughs> and, like, you're doing all these different things. But there are really no men around you to date and to meet do you go to a ysa ward no heck no <laughs> okay for those who don't know a ysa ward is a young single adult uh church ward and what that means and explaining this just sounds kind of crazy is it's mainly for college towns college areas where people who went to church with their family growing up if they move out or move away there's like almost like a, almost like a college ward they could they can kind of go to a college church you know um, meeting time but we call it young single adult ward because most of the time these people are not married because when they get married then they would attend a family ward because then in our kind of definition they are now a family so yeah that's crazy it's a little confusing it. and it's, it seems crazy that to, to explain it that way but it's really that's how just it's set up. the church's way to like get us to marry to meet people but also i had a lot of fun my wife's the award Okay, I think it depends on which one you go to. Because the ones near me are weird. I've been to four different ones, and I was like, no, I'm done with this. Oh, jeez. Well, again, growing up in Reno, Nevada, different kind of culture when it comes to being a religious. Well, yeah, I think... <laughs> and then be a member of, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Well, 100%. Being an out-of-state member of the church is very different. Yes. I lived with my sister in Washington for about... 10 months and it was a whole new world <laughs> like it really the culture mm-hmm. and then coming back to utah i was like what the heck like this yeah. is weird i don't like it yeah that's probably my least favorite part but that's okay um i had this business idea and i thought i don't remember when i thought about this i think i thought about this back up in possibly in when i was up at school in rexburg maybe even before that so the idea is and I know Holly's going to roll her eyes at me when, when she hears this, is that it'd be, you know, have you, have you ever been to a bar? I mean, you're 21. Yes. Okay. You know that bar kind of setting, the feeling when you get in there? It's social immediately. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, it's totally normal to talk to anyone. My social anxiety could never. <laughs> well, yeah. And so I had this idea, and this would only work in, you know, you know, Mormon town, college towns, would be just like a, a full-on bar, except for it's dry. No alcohol whatsoever. What do you think Fizz and Swig are? No, no, no. But those are just like little weird, like, you know, like 50s styled, like colorization and soda places. I think an actual like same setting feeling as a bar, just without the alcohol. Because I feel like also nowadays, because there's so many social media can also connect us and disconnect us. People don't get out maybe as much and meet each other in more organic ways. Especially if you're a member of the church. If it's not a church activity, you're probably not going to go out of your way to go hang out with someone or That's people. Fair. yeah. Maybe not, you know. But I feel like anxiety is more prevalent than it's ever been before. I think social media has played a big part in that. Mm-hmm. And so if there was like a place like this, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't actually solve any problems. I just feel like there needs to be more safe spaces for, for people to meet each other. I feel like... Outside of a church building. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think depending on your mindset going into a place like that, it can either be a really great thing or it could just not be a good thing at all. Well, it's every bar as well. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Dating's weird. It sucks. You're lucky. You're out of the game. Oh, heck yeah. I would never want to get back in. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I was even talking to another coworker and he said he doesn't do any social media dating whatsoever. I'm like, okay, so how do you go about dating? He's like, well, if I meet them, we talk, and then we can go on a date. I'm like, oh, great. But because he does that, he's so out of the norm, people think he's weird. Yeah, I can see why people think that. Because he, he doesn't even want to text very often. He'd rather just call them or see them in person. And nowadays, that seems bizarre. Well, I mean, I get to, get that to an extent. And, like, I feel like I'm in the root of all of this, like, mm-hmm. modern age dating. Yeah. But I hate texting. Like, I think it's such a waste of time. And so I would much rather 
FaceTime them or like actually just be with them. But you're right. Everyone will think you're just weird. See, that seems so weird to me. I mean, again, when I first had a phone, it slid up and down. <laughs> <laughs> I could barely take like a four megapixel picture. Pixel picture. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Um, it was my mom's phone. It was great. Um, so FaceTime wasn't even a thing. So when you said that, I'd rather FaceTime someone, that seems bizarre to me. I was like, why would you FaceTime them? It's like Skype, but better. <laughs> right. But even the, like Skype wasn't huge. I mean, I had a MySpace, you know, that's how long ago this was. And that, that's another thing too, with social media, you can totally Facebook stalk someone oh, or Instagram stalk someone, see their entire life and just judge a book by its entire covers oh yeah and that happens all the time right. and i like i have done that a hundred percent i'll look at someone i'm like okay let's see like would i be interested in going on a date and then i'll take a sneak peek i'm like nah i'm good because it's because what's distorted about instagram and facebook and everything like that not everyone posts their actual entire lives on there oh no it's their filtered view of what they think would look good on a picture video on instagram facebook so on and so forth kind of thing so you're already getting a distorted view of who this person actually is and that does a disservice to them and probably to you as far as like actually getting to know someone Mm -hmm. but i'm not sure i I mean i i don't know i don't know i mean here again dad mode what's the solution there probably is no solution other than it's got to run its course do you think social media will like ever die down this like filtered view because there's different eras on Instagram and that's what like they call it. So for when it first started, it was just like a fun, like meme central page. Like you just share memes and like family pictures. It was like Tumblr almost. Yeah. It was just like really out of this world, but then it started gradually getting into this filtered reality and yeah. Cause they're like face tuning and literally there was a, um, there was a YouTuber actually who posted pictures on different social media platforms and realize that some social media platforms pre-filter all your pictures. Oh, yeah. No matter what. Whether you put a filter on or not, it's already pre-filtered. Because you can, colorized. like, enhance it to make the colors You brighter. can, but I'm saying they do that automatically. Whether you push, you know, if you just, you know, if I put a, you know, picture, I push post, Instagram will put on a filter on it automatically. I hate that. Which is bizarre. Um, and it's really just to keep you engaged on the platform, right? Uh, but see, now people are starting to get away from that. Like, a lot of the people I follow that are now, like, influencers, mm-hmm. they are now leaning more towards this, like, raw, unfiltered kind of photo where, like, the quality isn't great. Because that was another big era, too, was, like, you use a camera for every picture, even on Instagram. And right. It's like, whoo, that's a lot of work. And I know I fell victim to it in high school. All the pictures I posted were from my camera. Jeez. Which was a lot of work, but... It's just, that's the norm. That's, that's just work. what you do. Even though, I don't know. I mean, again, my wife is in the influencer world. It's still almost all fake. Oh, 100%. Even the ones that are like, that are trying to be as real and, you know, natural as possible. It's still somewhat too little fake. Well, yeah, because you're not seeing the behind the scenes. Yeah, it's set up to look like, you know, oh, I just woke up. No, they've been up for hours. Mm-hmm. There's these videos on TikTok and like people, they're kind of sad, but people will post them and they're like, these are the photos I was posting when I was like actually feeling so low in my life and they look so perfectly happy. Mm -hmm. And I always stop and like think like that's exactly what social media does though. Like you can put on such a show and I think that's why like coping mechanisms are so down and I not want to talk because I do not cope well. Like Mm -hmm. I just bury everything with work or school, but I think it's just crazy how, like, one thing, like, social media can affect literally everything in your life. Dating, home life, how you it's feel very about intrusive. yourself. It's terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at Twitter, that's how almost all news is out, mm-hmm. is via true. Twitter. The White House, yeah, they do a press release. It's first on Twitter, though. That's facts. When I, that's why I don't yeah. miss Twitter. It made me depressed. Oh, I just love Twitter. <laughs> There's some funny things on there. I like miss it, but I Here's hate thing, it. I don't follow anything funny. It's sports and, the news. and news, weather stuff, space things. <laughs> I love with space updates. I'm sure if you knew there was a rocket launch a couple of days ago. How exciting. It was pretty cool. I made my employees watch it. <laughs> they loved it. <laughs> Maybe not, but whatever. It happened. Oh. 
Anyway. <laughs> you made them watch. I didn't make them watch it. I was watching it, and I'm like, it was counting down. I'm like, guys, get in here quick. They're like, what's up? I'm like, it's a rocket launch. They're like, oh, is this live? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why would I watch it like a pre-recorded launch? That seems weird. I'm like, oh, where's it going? I'm like, oh, it's going to the moon and back. Oh, people on there? I'm like, well, no, we haven't been in like since like the 70s. So they're like, why is that? Do you know why? Why is that? Yeah. Um, a lot of it was money. Yeah, so like the Vietnam War was going on, and so they like had to pull money from NASA to like go fund those things, and then during the Obama administration, he cut off most of the NASA stuff, and there was the you know you remember the the shuttles, mm-hmm. the shuttle crew stuff. There was you know two of them, one that blew up, yeah, and the other one like blew up on reentry. Oh, so that was just like a scary thing. People were like stop funding this place altogether, but um. They you know recommitted to their kind of stuff, and this launched recently. We're getting way off track here. Sorry, everyone. This launch recently was supposed to be done like back in the springtime, mm-hmm. but because there were certain leaks and stuff, they just kept pushing it back further and further and further. When before, back in like the early two thousands, or even like you know you know maybe in the eighties possibly too, they would have just tried to push it, yeah, to, like trying to make that deadline, but at like deadly cost because mm-hmm. a rocket either goes up or it blows up yeah it doesn't just like all oh, fall over or you know it doesn't turn on right it's literally a giant explosion and it's not really contained very well because it comes out the bottom <laughs> so anyway 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 dating is like <laughs> rocket science <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. no one can figure it out <laughs> but you the it right either goes up or it blows up <laughs> either it goes up or it blows up <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is it. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. That's the name of the episode. Either it goes up or blows up. No, I, I can't it. say that. Maybe not. No, you could. I'll think about it. Yeah. It's fitting. <laughs> it is fitting. Um, I, as a father, I want to solve the world problems. You know? And I remember when, when me and Holly first got married i feel like a lot of people like reached out to us mm-hmm. for advice when it came to dating because to them it seems so easy when they looked at us i'm like well on my side it was really easy i had to convince harley quite a bit but you know she went she came around um and i i feel like anxiety does play a part in to a lot of what dating goes into you have to be confident in yourself and who in and in, in your decision making i feel like also especially if you are religious you kind of want god to give you the answer mm-hmm. right should i marry this person or not yeah it's really your choice it is you know it really is okay two thoughts with what you just said yeah the first being i've noticed and it kind of goes back to like that whole social media just how like the modern age of dating right now yeah people will be very confident over the phone and they'll say whatever they want they'll do whatever they want text snap whatever but then the moment you're in person with them it's so different like so so different you're like this is not the personality i was like expecting because you were so different online and that's something i've ran into as well is i'll go on these dates with people and i'm like oh this is not at all what i thought like you are not who i thought you were and it's like kind of disappointing almost that right i don't know like social media creates that almost fake confidence and i don't know it's just frustrating so that was my first thought i think also there's something psychological going on so if i draw a circle but only did it with dashes Mm -hmm. you would think that it's a circle yeah but because there's dashes, there's spaces in between. Mm-hmm. What if it's actually a star? Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? Or yeah. a flower. So the brain will fill in whatever gaps are not there. So texting, there's no face. There's no tone of voice. So the brain's going to fill it in whatever it is. And usually it's a more positive outlook than it really is. I have a good example for everyone. Okay? Back when everyone had to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you didn't see people's, you know, lower half of their face for a long time. First time they took that mask off, sometimes it was worse than your brain thought. It's so true. Right? 
Because your brain was filling in the gaps. Yes. And it only does positive things because the brain, I think, is naturally positive. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you'd see someone's without, you know, with, with, you know their, their chin, their mouth, whatever, mustache, no mustache. <laughs> and your brain would be like, oh, that's what they look like. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think something similar happens when it comes to texting. Snap. The gram. The gram. <laughs> the book. Just kidding. No, it's just the book on Facebook. Or uh, what's that new one? Be real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's once again another attempt to be authentic, be raw. Yeah. And it's dumb. That's one I will not join. I feel like it's, I don't know, it's trying. It's trying to do something. But also, they want your attention just as much as everyone else does. So it's true. Anyway, so because of the distorted kind of reality you get when it happens actually in person. Yeah, because. When I'm when I'm texting someone and I say you know how are you doing, right? What's what's the meaning behind it? Someone might re- perceive it as just, you know, hi. Right? How are you doing? Yeah. Oh, good. How are you doing? But what if I'm like, no? How are you doing as an individual? What's your life status like? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Doesn't come across come across great every time. But in person, you have the nuance of body language, tone of voice, and like, just innate, you know, relationship kind of there yeah so i feel like that's hard 100 percent. right mm-hmm. okay my second thought going yeah. back to the religious comment you made yes because i have heard this multiple times that people will go you know to to the temple which for those of you who don't know that what the temple is it's just another sacred building we kind of attend um and they would go and pray there and have a good feeling and think that that's the answer that yes, I should marry this person. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, we if that's a nice safe space already, you're gonna feel good no matter what. Yeah, a hundred percent. You could pray about you know something bad, and you're probably gonna get a good feeling still because you're in a great place. Yeah. You know everything's clean, it's beautiful there. Everyone's so nice and smiling. They all love you, and, and then you're like, all right, I'm gonna go you know run my car off the road, <laughs> something crazy like that. When yeah, there's not the time. To, you know to make kind of make those decisions is in some place where it's you're gonna feel good no matter what mm-hmm. you know but anyway go ahead Sorry. no you're good I, I like i agree with that because i think and i think it goes back to the idea where people don't always know how to receive revelation and they don't really know what that looks like in their life right and, i mean i don't know it's just it's interesting and i think in my experience and kyle already knows this because i've told him a million times but I've had now six times where someone has told me <laughs> that, oh, God just said we shouldn't be together. And <laughs> which is just, it's crazy. It's, it's asinine crazy. to me. I just, I do not understand because at that point too, it wasn't like we were anything serious. Like we hadn't talked about marriage. We hadn't talked about any of that. It was just, God said no about dating. See, that's crazy to me because I, you know, maybe been, um, had small relations with with a few people where I thought this could progress and maybe that topic was slightly brought up, mm-hmm. you know, to a, a small degree. And then I could feel like you can have those kind of big conversations and pray about those kind of things because you want to get as much help as possible. I get yeah. that. But in the in when it's like in the beginning, you just you don't even know the other person at all. Mm-hmm. Like your choice still has, hasn't been made. Yeah. So how can you seek outside help when you haven't made your choice yet? See, that's my thinking. Yeah. I feel like when people do that, they're letting a potential love blossom, but not bloom. And... Oh, flowers. Flowers, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I got that from, like, a lyric in a song. Did you? I, I'm, like, 95% Probably sure. country lyric? Yeah, 100% country lyric. I think it was probably a Zach Bryan song, knowing me. Nice. So, <laughs> but, no, I think people... People make dating so much more complicated than it actually needs to be. Yeah. And I've talked about this with someone from my mission. She was a single lady in her 40s and, like, literally one of my best friends. Loved her. There's all the single ladies. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Raise your hands up. Sorry. But her and I were talking about that. And she's like, back in the day, it was simple. If you liked someone and they liked you, it was that easy. You just date and then you'd get married. There wasn't any, like... 
hesitation with it. You just went and did it. Right. But now people overcomplicate it. And I think there's just, there's so much information and there's so many, like, ideals of what dating should look like and mm-hmm. what your life should look like that people are like, well, it doesn't look like that, so this can't be right. And so it's just, it's almost so frustrating to be dating because people limit things so, so much. And it's like, you didn't even give this a shot. Right. Like, recently. That that just happened. I'm a clown. I can't. Because <laughs> I do think two things are happening with that as well. One is that their expectations are incredibly high. Yes. They are. They People think that every hobby I have, that person has to have every every that hobby as well. And differences are okay. They are oh, healthy. Oh, they're great. <laughs> yeah. I was in marching band. Holly was a cheerleader. She would have never talked to me in high school. There's no way. Okay? <laughs> so it's okay to be different. It's totally <laughs> fine. Because we have some core values that we connect with, and that you know that, that that's our rock right there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the number one problem. Sometimes people, their expectations are incredibly high. I'm not saying you need to lower your expectations, perhaps. Yeah. But you, you can't expect someone to be perfect when you're not even perfect at all. Right? That's true. Second thing, I can't remember anymore because I thought of a quote as I was talking where um, I have this hanging up in my room, actually. I think so, upstairs. It's, um, you know, it's not, it's not a matter of being the right person. No, it's not a matter of finding the right person. It's a matter of being the right person. So anytime a guy comes to me and asks me, like, for advice... And they're like, you know, I you know, I, you know, I know, I should, I should just be myself and it'll work out. And I'm like, no, yourself, you, you, you yourself sucks, <laughs> okay? Your natural human boy self wants to climb trees, play Xbox, eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, I want to do that. Well, yeah, um, just not, you know, maybe your innate self and you know what you've learned would be more gentleman like stuff like that. But I'm like, you should be better than yourself. You should be striving to progress as a human being you know yes i like that you say that and then when it comes time to actually like date someone Mm -hmm. you're more you're in a better state you are you know looking for change i also think smart people change their mind well yeah everyone does no some people are stubborn when i say that is someone's like oh that's just who i am i just can't okay that's true you know i can't send someone who eats with the left hand something stupid like that or like, oh, you know, you know that someone loves Chick-fil-A. Oh, I, I can't stand that. I don't like Chick-fil-A. You know, whatever. That doesn't matter. It doesn't. That's all crap. It's true. It is. So smart people are malleable and they, change, and they change their mind. So you can stick to your core values. You can still have your core values. That's mm-hmm. fine. You know, you don't have to change this thing. You don't have to, you know, you can become an entirely different person. But I do feel like you should be progressing as a human being. Yeah, I agree. There, I'm going to read a famous line from one of my most recent favorite texts I've received. Okay. It just is hysterical to me at this point. Um, I think we should stop seeing each other, not because of anything you have done. I just received the feeling that you deserve a good man to be with you, and I am not the right one. What does that even mean? (laughs) Beats me. I have read this message 90 times. But it goes back to that idea, like, if you want to be better, then be better. You yeah. Know? Like, none of us are perfect. And if you really like someone, like, you're going to want to make that work no matter what. And I'm not saying change core values, like you said. Yeah. Stick to that. But yeah. be adaptable mm-hmm. and learn new things. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, because he's just saying that he's not in the right place right now. Mm-hmm. Or is it a... a lame but excuse it's a lame but excuse 100%. to just be like i don't just don't want to date you and that's another thing people are not straightforward anymore at all and i'm a very straightforward person and i just i say things how they are and if i feel something and it's like the right timing then i'm like mm-hmm. okay i'm just gonna say it because life's too short to say like left things unsaid but people don't do that and they always beat around the bush because they don't want to hurt feelings or they don't want to be looking like the bad guy but truth is is we're all going to be bad people at some point in our life mm-hmm. we're all going to make mistakes we're all going to hurt someone right it's unfortunate but it's just how it is it. oh yeah never absolutely never have we done that mm-hmm. we already know the type of kids you were in high school well hey that's not, that's not what we're going to get into <laughs> 
But, I don't know, I think, I don't know. I don't know. My head's all over the place with dating. I do think in a sense that is true. But, you know, pre-texting, pre-social media, if you ghosted someone, Mm -hmm. you never saw them again. Possibly. Possibly. Especially if they went to, like, a different school. Why, why would you see them again? That's true. You know? It's pretty, it'd be pretty rare. If you did see them again, like, months down the line, usually. And now, since you're all so connected, too, right? Someone doesn't, just doesn't text you back at all. You can text them. You can, you can watch with them. Unless they're... they block you. Well, can they block you on the phone? Yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Or unfollow you. I guess they unfollow But you, yeah, if, they're, if their account's public, you can still see their post and... That's true. Right? Mm-hmm. So it, you, there's still kind of a connection there when it maybe should be severed. Yeah. So. That's where I get into the trouble, too. Girls get very invested with things. Even if it's been, like, a two-day rodeo, they get very invested. <laughs> a rodeo, huh? <laughs> yes. Whoa. <laughs> That's what it feels like. But girls get very invested with things. And so... I've found that, like, when something bad happens or something's cut off or it just doesn't go my way, I will, like, pine away on social media and, mm-hmm. like, I'll refresh the page. I'm like, have I posted? Or, like, sometimes, w- this is when I'm in a bad mental state, I'll, like, remember how many followers they have. And if they, like, if I see that count go up, I'm like, oh, who followed them? Is this another girl? Is it, like, another guy? But that's the age. I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy. And I know Sorry, I sound I crazy. I am giving that face. <laughs> it Unless sounds crazy, though. But that's, like, the normal thing to do. People pine away at stuff. And I've found and that. No wonder everyone has anxiety, then. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but that's why I've had to really, like, when something like that happens, where maybe a ghosting situation has presented itself. Mm-hmm. I have to, like, take a step back and just delete social media. Like, that's what I recently just had to do. I had to get rid of social media See, I feel like a, a lot of people probably don't do that. They just live in that kind of pain. Well, people don't want to necessarily always move forward. That's also true. Yeah. I used to have this quote written in my, in my old office. I was in group nine. Um, on the whiteboard, it was, keep moving forward. It's from, it's from Me the Robinsons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny movie. I just like the quote. Yeah. Keep moving forward, you know? Or, more recent, um, kind of a quote is, uh, do the next right thing from Frozen 2. It's true. You just got to do the next right thing and move on. Yeah. But the right thing is, isn't always, one person sometimes cannot decide them by themselves what's the, what the next right thing is to do. Which I think leads to another problem is that I think people have less friends than they've ever had before. They yes. may have the right, the more number of friends, but actual, like, you know... Friends, friends. Friends, friends. Mm-hmm. They can tell anything to. I feel like it's maybe not as much as, as it used to be. No. I feel like I've always had friends, but I haven't ever had, like, a best friend. Mm. And that was a really hard pill for me to swallow when I like came home from my mission, I realized that like on the mission and then I came home and I was like, Oh, what the heck? And I mean, now that I've been home for a while and I've, I've gotten back into the swing of things of like regular life, I have realized like there are two people I would consider like my best friend, Right. but everyone else is kind of just like, Oh, you're kind of just there mm-hmm. bound to leave one day. Cause we're just not as close as I thought we were. And you said something to me, a few weeks ago we were talking at work I said it yes okay and we were just talking about like co-workers and you just blatantly were like you are not a friend you are a work friend and that like hit me so hard and I realized I was like oh that's there's like a lot of truth behind that though yeah there's not a lot of deep connection anymore with people mm-hmm. and it's really frustrating because I'm a very sentimental deep failure like person right because I think also through those deep friend connections, that's sometimes where dating can bloom mm-hmm. and then blossom. Did I say that right? Blossom and then bloom. Frick. Blossom <laughs> and then bloom. Sorry, I don't know flowers. I don't. Anyway. Um, sometimes you know they can come from those deep relationship kind of friendships. Mm-hmm. But if there's less of them, right? Yeah. Then it's hard to, it's hard for those to you know, come about. I also think, too, when you do have those deep 
friendships, I, at least for me, I get scared to ruin that friendship. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for example, there's this one person, I've been friends with him since our sophomore year of high school. And, like, we're pretty close. Like, I know a lot about his life, what's going on. He knows a lot about mine. And we talk every so often. And there's always been that, like, idea of, oh, could this maybe ever be something? Right. But then I get so terrified to even just lose that friendship overall. I'm like, it's not even worth it, so I'm just going to stay platonic. It will just be friends. Right. And so I don't know if that's necessarily, like, a bad thing, but... No, not necessarily. I don't know. I feel like that also... I mean, you don't have to marry me. every friend you have. No. I would never want to anyway, right. <laughs> but... I don't know. I think... Life is just interesting. Yes. Because I feel there are so many different ways you can go, and there's going to be pros and cons on both of those ways that you choose. I think also people are afraid to make a mistake. Yeah. Right? But the answer is what you just said. There's pros and cons for every single choice. Mm -hmm. And I think, to me, it's just a good, better, best situation. That's how I think of it. Where you can marry someone that, you know, you've been friends for years... And could you guys get married? Yeah, you guys could. And it'd be good. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. But people are afraid that it's not the best. But sometimes you don't know. You kind of have to take that chance. And that's where, you know, religion can, you know, kind of help you maybe along a little bit. But um, sometimes the, the best answer is also a good answer. Yeah. But I think people are... Again, because there's so many more options that they see. Mm-hmm. They're always looking for that best answer. No one knows the future. So you can't... You actually can't make that decision wisely no matter what. You've got to take a, kind of a leap of faith. That's scary, though. Oh, it is scary. It's yeah. terrifying. It's terrifying. I know. <laughs> You're making me, like, self-realize a lot of things right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Because I'm a dad. That's what I do. <laughs> Teach the truth. <laughs> I mean, I knew pretty early on, well, almost immediately, that Holly was the person for me. You know? I did think she had a harder time accepting that. <laughs> well, I think her answer came further down the road than mine did. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Um, but everything just worked out so seamlessly with us. Which doesn't always happen. Yeah. I, I get that, you know, and everyone's going to have a seamless situ- kind of situation. And, of course, there's a few, few bumps in the road. We each have our own baggage that we bring. I had way more than Holly. I think Holly once said, I, I, I had so much baggage, I'm, ba- I'm basically bag- baggage claim. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which is such a funny comment. It's so solid. <laughs> but it's so true. <laughs> so, I, I get that. Um... But I I remember too we were dating him for like f- five weeks, and I went out to go visit her parents and family, and I we we talked about marriage. I already had a ring, okay, but we, we were planning on I mean proposing like months down the road probably, mm-hmm. right? And this is where religion kind of kind of plays into a part as well. I was praying, and it was like all right tonight's the night, and I'm like, what? Excuse me. <laughs> And you had been dating five weeks. Yeah. Again, after the first date, I just knew right away. Yeah. This was the person for me. Um, but I took leave of faith of like, is Holly even ready? I know, I know we talked about it, I know we have a ring, but actually asking the question, you know, is mm-hmm. pretty scary. Right? Well, she said yes, obviously, and we were engaged for like six months, which is like super long. Gosh. Really long six months. Um, but yeah, people... A lot of people told us that, you know, you should wait until we could be married in September. Like, you should wait till December. Wait till January or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could have. And good, better, best situation. Um, financially, would have been better to wait. Yeah, probably. But, you know, we were just two crazy kids. <laughs> so we were going to get married. You sound so old saying that. I know. I am ancient. Uh, but it's really that simple. It is also really that simple, too. See, I feel like you had it figured out. Yeah. Like, it is that simple. Yeah. And it wasn't like... I mean, Holly had boyfriends before. Mm-hmm. You know, I had dated. A bit. And, um... 
so it's like we did put ourselves out there enough so that we kind of knew what we were kind of looking for mm-hmm. but you don't really know it until it just kind of hits in the face sometimes that's true i think that so. causes a lot of people though when they experience that they get scared and run away because mm. i like look back on my experiences with dating and i know for a fact that there's like at least two people in my whole dating pool that i like totally could have seen myself marrying mm-hmm. and like being with right but whatever the circumstance whatever happened i think the end overall was they got scared or I got scared and we ran away. And it's like, I look back, I'm like, dang it. I'm like, that's so lame of me, but lame of you. I but think, I just think of like Katy Perry's song, the one that got away. <laughs> I'm just totally like. <laughs> that's sometimes how it feels uh, though. But Yes. So we did it. It's all the world's problems in this one episode, didn't we? I think so. <laughs> I feel better about life. <laughs> People just need to be confident to get out there and not completely avoid social media and modern texting and stuff like that. Mm. But don't lean into it. Yeah. Use it wisely. Use it wisely. You know? In moderation. In moderation in all things. Yes. It's true. Yeah. And, uh, oh my gosh, we didn't share any of your funny stories. Oh my gosh, which one should I... Just share me the, the Chick-fil-A one. That one's the best one. Chick-fil-A one? Yeah. Oh! That's the, the best one. Is it? <laughs> I think so. I feel like it's one of the saddest. That's why it's funny. I don't even... Like, I blocked all these negative memories out. I don't even remember <laughs> how I told you this story. Okay, I would tell the story from your, from your perspective. Okay, please okay? do. And I'll fill in the gaps. It was a guy from your mission. Oh, okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> he wanted to go on a date... He asked you, right? Texted you? Yes. Or messaged you? Messaged me on Facebook Messenger. Okay. Messaged you on Facebook Messenger, which is the great start of every relationship. Uh-huh. Yes. And gets your number or just only messages you? Just message me. <laughs> That's bizarre. Very. Okay. Anyway. Different era. I was all for, I was all, all about the numbers. <laughs> um, and he says he wants to go, take you on a date. And he picks you up? Yes. Well, no. Okay, he was going to pick me up. Yeah. But then he texted me. He was like, hey, something came up. And so he's like, can you drive? Oh. He lives 45 minutes away. Oh. Oh. So I drove. Okay. To be nice. And then I get there. Yes. And he's like, so he texted me like, hey, I'm here. And I was like, and so I start walking up to the door. He opens and goes, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm coming to the door to get you. Yeah. <laughs> like, tell you I'm here. Right. And... <laughs> He's like, go back to the car. And I was like, back to the car. what? And so yeah. I go back to the car and I sit there. And I'm sitting there for like 30 minutes. 30 minutes? I don't know what he's doing, but it's a long time. So then he gets in the car finally. And then okay. we go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Jeez. I didn't know that part. Go to Chick-fil-A. You guys eat. And he's awkward. He didn't order anything. He didn't order anything. He got like a milkshake. That's right. This is the milkshake guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I got like a full-blown meal. Get a full-blown meal. So you're chowing down. Yes. <laughs> he gets a milkshake. Why do you guys go to Chick-fil-A? I mean, I get it. It's yummy. I love it. But that's not I a good guess. first date because there's crumbs that's not, everywhere. Well, not, that's not... I, to me, a first date should be an activity. An activity? Which seems like an old man thing saying, no, I know. No, I agree. We should do something. I want to do something, but also get food. You can get, yeah, that's fine, but do something, not just sit down. Well, no, this was the entire date, though. Oh, my gosh, that's right. So, because you get the milkshake, you finish your meal. Yes. And you go outside, and he drops the milkshake, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it spills on him or something. Yes. And you laugh because that's, you react it because it's kind of funny. It's funny. And he gets super mad or something. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay, and also, something important to note is that at Chick-fil-A, he was like, mute like he was oh. not talking to me at all i was even trying to, to date then uh, you beats me kyle it beats me but i was trying to have a good conversation i feel like i'm pretty easy to talk to like and i can find mm, conversation out of most anything yeah and it just like was pulling teeth to get him to even say more than three words and so yeah we finally we leave chick-fil-a he spills the milkshake i'm dying 
so hilarious to me. And he gets mad. He gets very mad. So then you get to drive him home? Yeah. <laughs> and he wouldn't talk. So I just put my music on at like 63. <laughs> I was just blaring it. <laughs> That's very awkward. And that was the whole day. And then the best part is he asked me on a second one. Oh my gosh. And I said, I think I'm good. <laughs> See, it almost sounds like his mom made him go on a date with you or something. Probably. It's like in Napoleon Dynamite when the mom forces the girl to go to prom with Napoleon. Yes. That's how it felt. That's what it is. Except I was Napoleon. Yes. You are Napoleon. <laughs> um, that's a funny story. There's but again, so that more. guy should be better than himself, be confident, and not try and shoot a shot when it's probably way too far off. <laughs> right? Play, stay in your lane. Stay in like, your lane. Be, be, you know, be progressive as a person. But stay in your lane at the same time, right? I feel like I don't know my own lane, though. Because I feel like my dad, almost about every single guy I have dated, he's like, you're really dating below yourself right now. <laughs> See, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure girls are good at doing that. I think guys are better at um, kind of doing that. Either they're really great at it or they're, like, overly confident. Well, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah that's girls are just, thing. like, they always demean themselves. So they're like, I don't deserve a good man. Right. <laughs> Someone anyway. as fine as Tom Cruise. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. What a short man. Oh, Ryan Reynolds, there you go. Yeah, yeah that's someone. <laughs> uh, okay, let's wrap it up. Okay. What have we talked about? Spaceships? <laughs> <laughs> Dating is Dating. like a spaceship. Dating is like a spaceship. It's either going to go, go up. up or blow up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but uh, we need it to start going up. People need to start doing the math, and yes. they need to just take and a you know leap of faith. Okay, what's also interesting about the spaceship too, there's a point, um, and it has not reached the apex yet, but it's mm-hmm. going through the atmosphere, where the gravity and the rocket itself and the atmospheric pressure is called max Q, and it's the maximum amount of pressure on the rocket itself. That's when it's most likely, so most likely it's going to blow up at the start, or it's going to fall apart at max Q, the maximum you know, dynamic pressure. And if it passes that, you're you're good. You're solid. You may, you're going to make it to space just fine. There's no problems whatsoever. And I feel like that is similar to dating as well in relationships because once certain, you reach a certain point of maximum pressure, <laughs> then you're fine. That's, that's a breeze. That's what I would say. I'd agree with that. I that's would. my spaceship metaphor. Yes. I like it. This has been very Thanks. insightful. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, thanks for coming. Yep, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And um, yeah, I hope everyone else also enjoyed listening. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in and enjoy your lunch.